This is a production of Cornell University. For Cornell University's world-renowned Turfgrass program, I'm Frank Rossi. And I'm Carl Scamenti. And this is Episode 7 of Turf Talk, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. Turf Talk provides just-in-time science-based recommendations for professional turfgrass managers in the northeastern U.S. And Frank, this week in the Northeast, we had some differing weather patterns uh, within our region. What can you tell us about the weather rundown for this week? Well, warm conditions continue to persist for a second week, Carl. And at this time, there's wide departures for moisture from wet to the south and east and dry to the north and west again. Wet areas are getting wetter and dry areas are drier with rainfall expected this week to be sporadic. Our disease models at our forecast website across the northern U.S. are lit up for dollar spot and foliar anthracnose. And as you move south, brown patch pressure has begun. So for those with excessive rainfall, remember that moisture will drive many of our turf diseases independent of temperature. And there's widespread use of these disease models now, Carl, uh, across the United States. So after a stormy weekend and start to the week, expect slightly cooler weather to start than warm up by week e- week's end that could bring temps into the low 80s across the region. With a month left of spring, it looks like we're heading straight into summer, Carl, so we should chat about pests on our mind this week. Right. So last week we talked a little bit about soil-borne pathogens. This week we're noticing crabgrass emerging almost overnight, and we're also... Uh, those who are scouting are seeing the larval stages of annual bluegrass weevil. And that may sound confusing to a couple people because just a couple weeks ago we were talking about adults coming out and emerging after the winter. These life cycles move really fast. Maybe you could give us a little overview, Frank, on the the annual bluegrass weevil life cycle and, and how we treat at each different life cycle. That's right. As we mentioned last week, soil borne pathogen infection period is underway. But the story this week is early indications of the larval stage of ABW, annual bluegrass weevil. The larval stage begins after adult moms insert insert their eggs into the stem sheath of the grass plant. The larvae hatch uh, out of that egg and start to feed their way out of the sheath and are extremely small in the first three instarch stages that mostly remain in the sheath. Scouting at this stage requires a saltwater immersion flush. It's very important to learn how to do this if you want to have a well-timed insecticide application. And Steve McDonald of Turf Disease Solutions uh, in the Philly area serves the Northeast region. And he's produced a wonderful video with Syngenta on this process uh, available on the YouTube channel. So you can Google uh, Steve McDonald, ABW, saltwater flush, and you will learn a very simple method of targeting this particular stage that many have found to be the most effective way to deal with pyrethroid resistance and other issues that they're having with uh, adult control. So I strongly encourage you to watch uh, this technique because a well-timed treatment of this stage can be extremely effective. The the spinosad active ingredient, as well as insecticides ferrance and provant, are effective larvicides at this time. So those are the kinds of products you would use uh, different than you might use on the adult stages. Now, finally, Carl, is the crabgrass germination that's occurring across the Northeast now. Plants are in the one to three leaf stage literally overnight. So it's time for early post apps and the twofer that sprayable dimension and tenacity offer with both the early post control. In fact, tenacity will get you almost to the one tiller two tiller stage, 
the sprayable dimension is effective only really to the three to four leaf stage. And then they both offer some level of pre-control. Now, of course, uh, dithiopyr is going to probably give you 10 to 12 weeks. Uh, tenacity, not as strong as a pre-emergent, um, only giving you maybe six to eight weeks of good crabgrass pre-emergent control. But the advantage with tenacity is also that you can seed into it. So there are uh, excellent options now at this stage to help us deal with the next 11 to 13 weeks we have left of crabgrass germination. So lots going on here, Carl, between the uh, ABW, the root pathogens that are continuing, and the emergence of crabgrass throughout the region. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of things to keep track of now with this biotic stress kind of ramping up as we're moving into the summer. What about a couple keys uh, for this week, kind of transitioning into summer for people to keep in mind? So the keys this week are to start basically to simplify your management of high-performance uh, turfgrass surfaces, lawns, sports fields, uh, playing surfaces on golf courses. Be mindful of the environmental or abiotic stress. That's the stuff that's not caused by an organism, the stress that comes from the environment, the stress that comes from the maintenance traffic, the stress that comes from the play and traffic out there, soil compaction, uh, poor drainage. And now the biotic stresses are increasing, right? Insect pressure, disease pressure, summer annual weeds are beginning to crowd out. So if you start to look at your management in this way, you start to see that these plants are now under a lot more stress than they were under just a week ago. And that quick uh, move to the stressful conditions, Carl, is something we've got to be very careful for. So the keys to this week are to simplify, um, watch your water and mowing. Those are the biggest impactful practices you have, uh, that, and especially mowing frequency as the typical spring surge of top growth is underway. So our keys this week are to simplify, watch your water, and mowing to minimize maintenance stress. Right. So that's always good advice when things get kind of complex and difficult to simplify it down to the basics, mowing, irrigation, uh, and make things simple. So now transitioning into the last segment and my favorite segment of the podcast, Frank's sage advice for the week. What wisdom do you have to impart on us this week, Frank? Yes, I know you love my sage advice, Carl. Everybody thinks it's sort of cheesy. I'm going to keep with it until we get a listener saying either knock it off or, or we love it. Sage advice for this week is to buckle up for the next 100 days ahead from Memorial Day to Labor Day when expectations are high and environmental stress for our cool season turf grasses increases. It's know when to play offense with your turf surfaces and when to play defense. With abiotic stress and pest issues on the rise, that's the biotic part of the stress, sometimes early defense when nights get warm and wet is the wise approach. So how's that for the sage advice, Carl? And why don't you take us home now? Yeah, I love it, Frank. Thanks for that sage advice. And thanks again to all our listeners for listening to the seventh episode of the 2018 Turf Talk podcast series brought to you just in time by Cornell University in partnership with our friends at Winfield United. You can find us online at turf.cals.cornell.edu and on Twitter or Facebook at Cornell Turf. Again, we'd love feedback from everybody and encourage you to join the conversation on any of those platforms. Also, we'd love you to subscribe to this podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. For Turf Talk, I'm Carl Scamenti. And I'm Frank Rossi. Have a great week. This has been a production of Cornell University. On the web at cornell.edu.